start or did it start? Okay, now sorry. Okay. Hey guys, welcome to the Not So Famous Podcast. My name's Gabriel. And I'm Jeremiah. Oh, messing up the intro to our podcast already. Yeah, but you're back. I am back. Right. You weren't here last week. No, I wasn't. That's really my fault. <laughs> it's not your fault. Yeah, I was pretty pissed about last week. I'm sorry. Yeah. It wasn't planned. I'm sitting in the parking lot waiting for you guys like, oh, I'm ready to start the podcast. And then Jack's like, oh yeah, we're in Vicksburg. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's going to be like a 30 minute drive over here. And then I'm like getting on the, I'm like about to get on the highway. And he's like, can you get us some gas? And I'm like, are you guys on the side of the road? Like I'm turning onto the highway. Like there's no going back for me now. Like. I know we went all the way out to Salome three times that day. Mm-hmm. And on the way back, I had gotten gas that morning. So I used a full tank doing all oh. that stuff. It was ridiculous. But it's done. Did you guys really almost run out of gas? Or did you guys run out of gas? Well, we the light came on. Oh. <laughs> so um, I'm like, ah, we have 20 miles. But it's over 20 miles. So I'm like, hopefully this works. I was praying a lot. I asked, I asked Jack, like, how long has the light been on? If the light goes on, it's okay. You know, I've been to Brenda to Quartzsite. Yeah. And with the light on. So I'm like, how long has the light been on? Right. He goes, it just came on and we're in slow. <laughs> well, <laughs> start praying, buddy. Yeah. But we got back. Yeah. I kind of, I saw you guys drive by on the highway. Oh, did you? <laughs> I was like, look at those gay guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I've been trying to get the, the podcast up on the on Anchor for the last week because it was two hours. We did a two-hour podcast. And so usually what I do is I upload a podcast to YouTube. I download it, and then I put it up on Anchor. Now, what are you doing? So I was scrolling through Facebook <laughs> for a few headlines and oh. actually had a video. Um, and um, because it was over two hours, I had to cut it in half mm. and then upload it. And then YouTube um, flagged it because I put a Warren um, 1 279th, whatever it is, like this this just bumper sticker, like making fun of her. And it was on there for less than five seconds. It was just a, it was a placeholder. And they flagged the video. And now we have a copyright, or not a copyright, right? We just have a warning on, wow. on our YouTube page. Thanks a lot, YouTube. I know. <laughs> it's ridiculous. For, uh, you know. And then I tried to fight it, and they said, no, it is. Like, it's because of that warn thing, you jerks. So we might just be on Anchor after this <laughs> and Spotify and that. Right. Well, at least they won't stop us from... At least we hope. Yeah, hopefully. they won't stop us from Can't our views and opinions. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, so it's another. It's been two weeks since we. Well, you talked about the coronavirus last week, right? So let's talk about how things went from. I mean, this past week, Tuesday to Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So. Um, it's really whew, like skyrocketed. The coronavirus, yeah, in like, cases and stuff. Well, and the response, <clears throat> yeah. Like before here in Arizona, it was just, okay, guys, don't be idiots. Mm-hmm. Now it's stay at home because mm-hmm. you guys were idiots. <laughs> yeah, today, today at five yeah, was the um, 
It went into effect. It, yeah, it went into effect for the state of Arizona and the state stay at home effect or what was it? Stay yeah. at home. Stay at home. Yeah. Um stay at home order. order. Which I wanna to talk to you about essential and non essential work. Yeah. How about essential and non essential texts? Yeah, I know, right? Being, being Essential and non essential work. Right. Uh police officers. Um Non-essential. Not non-essential. No, essential. Um, Fireman. Well, if you ask a police officer, (laughs) (laughs) non-essential. Right. (laughs) Um, Let's say your water department. Right. Essential. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, certain government employees. Certain ones. Certain ones. Most of them, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Certain jobs require to be essential. Right. Because they need to serve the daily needs of the community. Right. Uh, so what about nail salons, hair salons? Yeah, see, I don't think those are essential, but they are. They're put in as they Yeah, are. I know. Golf courses. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Stay home, <laughs> but go golf. Yeah, but go, go golf. <laughs> it's just like, you, you want to do this, but you're, you're making these ridiculous essential and non-essential, mm-hmm. um, you know these job categories and it's just like this is ridiculous a hair salon essential yeah i saw that that barbers and salons are essential it's like yeah i don't think so mm-hmm. yeah and then golf courses it's probably just for the politicians to go <laughs> you know uh, probably well here in arizona i could see them being essential just because you have so many older people mm-hmm and getting them out. Yeah, they shouldn't know. be getting out, though. Well, but being out inside, that builds your immune system, right? Being out in the sun, that helps build your immune system. If you're stuck inside, your body's not doing anything, and so it's just, like, dying. <laughs> no, no, I, I understand that. But if you're outside, which I I saw a post that says it's airborne. Yeah, I saw... I. The one I saw said it wasn't airborne, but they found it in some air particles. So they don't, they, when I saw it, they hadn't officially said it was airborne. Mm-hmm. But that might have changed. Because everything changes. Right. Um, yeah, but as far as essential, like, I think grocery store employees would be essential. You know, because for the for the majority of people you're not going to be going down to the farm and getting your stuff right no so you need grocery stores to be open gas stations mm-hmm. need to be open um i think hardware stores would be essential as well you know just in case you need um <clears throat> like for me personally um since i'm working on the house <laughs> mm-hmm. i need those to be open right i think they're essential But your cosmetic stores and things like that shouldn't no, no I don't, should not be open. I don't think so. No. Um, I think like um, like it, churches aren't considered essential. Um, they're not considered essential. No. Which is weird. Like you guys got beat by a hair salon. I know. And golf courses. Right. 
Um, I I understand to a certain degree, um, considering um, um, church is not essential. Um, I don't think. I think that counseling and things like that would be essential. Um, so in that case, I think churches shouldn't be knocked. Um, but as far as I can, I can understand the big gatherings, right? I can understand that. Um, in fact, tomorrow, um, I do a, a prayer meeting with the, with the other pastors in town. And so I'll be interesting to know, um, what they're doing right now. Um, cause I don't, I don't, I didn't read all of the, um, stay at home stuff, but I don't know if it's, uh, which one call it? If, if they said, you know, no gatherings more than 10, like mm-hmm. officially no gatherings more than 10. Cause it was just, um, not gatherings more than 10, but, um, no more than 50. Yeah. So, did you hear about the uh, pastor? Okay. Was, so I have I have two things this year. I I told I guess, you I said two things. I that's guess one of them. That's one of them. Okay. Yeah. So there's a pastor uh, in Florida at a mega church. They use this term mega church, um, but then I, someone said that he had 400 people in attendance. And I don't know if that's his um, normal congregation or just that's how many people showed up. Because if it's 400 people, that's not a mega church. Like a mega church, it used to be 1,000. That was the... Yeah, once you reached 1,000, you were officially a mega church. And then because mega churches were getting so big, mm-hmm. they're getting like 5,000, 6,000, then like bumped up to 5,000. And then like you have the super mega churches, which are 10,000 or more. What's after super mega? I don't know. Did you say wait? You said super mega. Yeah, super mega churches. What? <laughs> Can ultra. You even, like, ultra mega. <laughs> it turns the the building itself turns into like a zord. Yeah, right. I feel like this is like. <laughs> oh. Oh, what are you doing? Um, I had the the volume. I just clicked on the volume. Oh, so, so you had us like. Per, I was like, so why am I it. hearing myself? Right. Um. I feel like super mega churches. It's like some Power Ranger thing. Yeah. Um, Sword on. But he got arrested. Morphin time. What? Yeah. The the pastor ended up getting arrested. Yeah, he got arrested. And I guess it's a misdemeanor. Um, I heard. He, was there a warrant out for his arrest for that? Oh, I didn't. I didn't see that. But, um, I okay. So this is. So I am a part of a a pastor's nationwide Facebook group. And I first saw it on that, right? And I'll tell you, the majority of the people, like, I would say probably at least 95% of all the the people that are on it, and it's just pastors or what we call um, workers, Hmm. okay? So um, if you're a worker in our denomination, and that could be a bunch of different things, basically it's anyone who's licensed with the denomination. Okay. So that's pastors, that's missionaries. Um, that's usually that's all there is. Mm -hmm. Um, but there can be more, right. Um, but anyway, so they're on there and I would say about 95% of the people on there 
took this guy to task. Like they did not, they, they're like, yeah, good. They got arrested. And I commented and no one responded to my comment for some reason. Um, I, I, I just said, you know, we, we did shut down our services for this very, this is one of the reasons why, because legal, what's, what's the legal ramifications of you holding services during this time when everyone's crazy and then someone gets sick in your con like from your congregation from that Sunday morning, are you legally liable? Right. I don't know. I mean, I would say so because the state, right. Then, uh, nationally our, our government has said 10, 10. Yeah. The state has said, what has our state said? It was like, it was, uh, recommended 10, but no more than 50. No more than 50. No, no more than 50. You said fifty. F fifty. Uh, F <laughs> five zero. <laughs> yes. Right? Okay. Um, and then I got that, that's a big jump between ten and fifty. Well, and then like our <clears throat> our local county. Mm. Um, I actually got an email from them that said that you um that we can't really. T it's really hard to tell churches not to meet, so please take the precautions necessary. And that's we actually did that um, a week after we so we got that. And then that week we took these precautions and then our red line for our church was the cases in actual pause. And we, we got two cases. So, um, that's when we shut down the services. Right. Um, but yeah, so I just wonder what is the legal ramifications. And I, I would assume we would be held liable, mm -hmm. especially, you know, if someone died or I, w I would hope not. Right. Because then it's like, you you set a real interesting precedent when you start doing that. You know what what happens? Um, can the say say there's a shooting, mm. right? You have a, a church thing, and a guy comes in and shoots it up. Can the can people now sue the church because they they didn't have the necessary security or something like that, right? Um, I I went to a church one time, real small church, about twenty five people. Um, and the pastor got uh, death threats. And so what if he, you know, had those and he had church and the guy came in and killed it. So could the church be found liable because there was an actual um, threat, threat? Somebody was making threats to it. Yeah, I would think so. So do you think so? Well, I would have a real big, I would have a problem with that because if the church is now considered liable for a lot of things, where does that stop? Well, I think when when you know that there is a threat out there or that there is a severe issue either on the state or national level or that could be you know that you know that could be a threat to other people and you decide not to take action of any kind to prevent that or to safeguard against it mm -hmm. i can see you being liable for it so if you were receiving death threats right if someone sends you an email saying i'm gonna come over to the church mm -hmm. And I think this is how I think. And I, you have your Sunday church service. Somebody comes in and shoots it up. Mm -hmm. You knew ahead of time that something was going to happen. You could have prevented something from something like this to happen. Your congregation has no idea, mm -hmm. you know, unless you told them that, hey, I'm getting death threats. This is what it is. If you guys still want to come to the church and att uh, um, attend, that's on you guys. You know. Well, but that's the thing that's going on here. Mm -hmm. You know, if everyone knows about it and they still choose to go to a church gathering, then 
But it, on the this is different though because our president went ahead and said no more than ten. State says no more than fifty. Right. Well, so, actually, what state was that in? Texas. That was Florida. Florida. So I, I think they they actually had a stay at home order at the time. Oh well, then. But, but see, this is this is what I have a problem with, because how and this is actually what we talked about last week when you weren't here. Mm-hmm. Um, how far? How far does these or how far can you take these orders in lieu of the Constitution, mm-hmm. right? In light of the Constitution, um, can you force people not to assemble? And once you start doing that, when do you? When can? Because the government always has power. Like they, oh, every time they get power, they keep that power. They don't give it up. So does the does the um say the next say next year, right? Can they say? Yeah, it's it's pretty bad this year. So yeah, stay at home. No no meetings, right? Or or something else, right? We got a threat from North Korea. Stay at home. You know, when when does it stop? Once you start, you know, give give that mouse like cookie. Right. No, no, I I understand that. But is there come to a certain point like where the nation needs to step in and say, okay, we have to go ahead and handle this situation? Yeah, but we're about to have a hundred to two hundred forty thousand people dying in the next two weeks from this virus. Right. When does this nation step in and say, all right, we have to take control of this because you guys apparently can't do it? And if you guys keep going down the road that you guys are doing, having you guys' mass gatherings, you guys' is like, you know, thousand congregation church services while this virus is going on mm-hmm. and it's killing people. No, no, no. Like, we're all for you guys having your assemblies and stuff, but not at this current time because people are literally dying because of it. Right. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that they don't have a right to, the government shouldn't say, hey, look, this is the situation, but... Once you open that door, mm-hmm. oh right! Once you open that door, it's never going to close. Yeah, that's that's my that's my problem. And the same same thing with this. Mm-hmm. Once you open the door to okay, now you're arresting the pastor, right? Well, like one, I read one guy's comment and he says, "Why don't you arrest the whole congregation? You're not going to do that because you're not going to hold 400 people in lockup, right? Mm-hmm. But you." you get the pastor. Well, that's what they do in other countries too. You always go after the pastor because you, and this is actually a biblical thing. Uh, the, the, um, the phrase or the, 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 the saying strike the shepherd and the flock will scatter. Okay. So that's what, that's the idea here. You get, you go after the head, right? You go after the person that's leading him. And that that's done all over the world. Um, to stop gatherings of Christians. And so I'm not saying that this is an attack on Christianity. I will say that later, though. Um, but in this case, it just, to me, it sets a precedent. And what, in my opinion, what they should have done was, hey, you guys can't be gathering. Um, we're going to block off the streets. You guys need to figure another way to do this. Mm-hmm. And there are there are other ways to do it, right? There's drive-in churches um there's live streaming churches small groups you know there's other ways to meet Mm -hmm. and i think it's a good thing for us to be able to do this um i think it's a really bad decision to arrest the pastor Mm -hmm. i know i totally agree with that and 
I think what what should have done was is church service is going afterwards hey you're the pastor of this church you gotta stop right you know next time you'll be fined or whatever mm-hmm. you know but to go out and start arresting because right. of that I think this is the first person that's been arrested because of it right I think so wow. as far as holding a gathering mm-hmm. right because there have been other people that have been arrested that they like cough on something or they do something stupid true those, those I heard about idiots. the guy that coughed and he has like oh he was looking ice cream in the yeah. supermarket <laughs> one lady coughed and they had to throw out $35,000 worth of food food and produce and everything yeah. yeah yeah and those are idiots but yeah I just I just have a real a, I know people will go well you know the, like one one guy one comment was the constitution hasn't been suspended it's like yeah but that's not hard to do right the the president has the power to suspend the, the constitution mm-hmm. to in, institute martial law <clears throat> He has that power. It's in the Constitution, right? Um, he's given that power. So all it needs to do is get bad. So let's just say, so when is it, for let's say the coronavirus specifically, when mm-hmm. is it a good time for the nation to be under martial law? See, I don't... Is it, is it, death, is it a death toll? certain number, you think? Because supposedly the Trump administration, from that one headline, and from what Trump said, we're looking at, uh, 100,000 to 240,000 deaths in the next two weeks right. from this. So, are we looking at 500,000? 750? 1 million deaths? And that's like, all right, martial law. Yeah, but if you're doing everything prior to that, what's the point of martial law? I mean, unless it's, there's like looting in the streets. Well, apparently yeah. your, your stay-at-home orders and stuff from the states aren't working effectively. And I know I'm not. I'm not. No, no, no. I yeah. I'm understanding what you're you're trying to yeah. So your your stay-at-home orders are not working effectively to you know contain this and to stop the spread. So now, oh excuse me, the government's going to have to come in and make sure people do not come out of their houses. Well, see, I don't. To me, that's that's going too far, because is it though when a million people have died from it here in the here in the United States? Yeah, but what's that? What's that really going to do? I mean, the the whole point of martial law is to combat not a virus, but um, like and not rebellion. You know what I'm saying? But rather, um, unprecedented. Um, chaos right and yeah a, a, a million people dying would be ridiculous you, right? you think that would cause riots in the streets you think that would get well, people more going um it, it might i mean think about i mean just you know barely have any deaths and just the coronavirus coming out and look how much empty our grocery stores were right you know so now think about when our 752 uh thousand to a million people have died from it and then seeing what grocery stores and you know all these necessity places that we get our stuff from mm-hmm. no longer have things right do you think that's one when... well i think if it turns violent 
I think that's where it becomes you need martial law. Mm. When people are actually becoming violent and to not not like little scuffles, but like people like you see the guy going in with his AR-15 fully stocked in full body armor, like going to the, the grocery store to make sure he gets what he wants. Mm. And he'll actually do something violent to get it. Like that, to me, that's where you start, okay, now, now implement martial law. Mm-hmm. But because once you go mar- martial law, it's it's a whole different situation. It's a everything changes. Yeah, every you don't have the constitutional rights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the you're bye bye free speech, bye bye free to assemble, bye bye free freedom of press, freedom of religion. All of that is gone, and I think that for a lot of people, they don't realize the like the step that can take. Right, it's one thing to do it on a small level, right? You have Katrina, right? And there's martial law because there's looters, right? Mm-hmm. But that's that's one area, right? That is very focused and it's what's going on right there isn't affecting your whole country. But once you go, okay, the whole country's bam, martial law. Yeah, that keeps you in your house, but also keeps you from um, going against the government in any way. And I think that becomes a problem. And why can't at that point, why can't they come into your house and start taking, you know, your guns Mm -hmm. or taking your supplies with like these preppers, right? That you see all, um, all over YouTube right now. Um, they, they're talking about, you know, bugging out and all these things. Yeah. One guy. (gasps) Now this is, this is where I actually agree with the, the gun people. Mm -hmm. One guy versus the entire military. You're not going to keep your stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, you might be able to kill a few soldiers, right? But Waco, Texas, right? Um, heck, that Bundy stuff, right? In mm-hmm. in Nevada, not too long ago. Um, there, the reality is a small group versus the the United States military isn't going to work. You would actually have to have the military say no. And um, I don't know if that's possible. You don't think our soldiers today would be like, no. Now, let me ask you something. Well, Being a soldier, um, I, I think... Did you have people in there that were like... Because um, oh, you had multiple people in the political r- arenas, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't like all you had was conservative, small government Republicans, right? You had a bunch of different ideologies. And I think that those ideologies would say, yeah, no problem. I mean, look over in California. Mm-hmm. There's there's cops, right? They're saying, yeah, we don't think that it's good to carry a gun. Average person shouldn't carry a gun. That's cops. And you come over to Arizona and they're like, yeah, <laughs> carry the gun. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Ah, wow. I, uh, hmm. I think some of our nation's military will leave. I think we do have people in command that would stop against something like that. But I think from the millennial mindset, or what is it, Generation Z? Well, not Generation Z. Yet. We have Zoomers. Well, who's that's, that's who's a, the next? Uh, who's the current generation that's being at eighteen? That's going? Zoomers. Zoomers. Yeah. So I think 
that generation will have no problem with it. But I think you're some of your millennials and um, generations before that that are still currently serving will step away, I think. Well, I think millennials will do it. I mean, I, I'm not I, saying all millennials. I no, think no. there's going to be a good majority of millennials that'll stay yeah. and continue with that. But I still think, like myself, you right. know, like I know I'm would give them the finger and be like, no, I'm not going to take these people's guns. Right. For what purpose? Yeah, but think how many, how often the group mentality overpowers the the individual you know, common sense. Mm-hmm. Um, like right now, just with all this COVID-19 stuff, I've seen the older generation really get on to each other about what you need to stay home. Like there'd be people posting pictures of themselves, like out in the desert. And they're like, you should be inside, like going after each other. So I don't, I think it's, I don't think it's just, yeah generation i think it's i want safety Mm -hmm. you know and this is the best way to do it and if it's if it's hyped up enough because and this is you know this is the conspiratorial person of me coming up how much can we actually believe that these things are happening right um and i'm not i'm not accusing anyone in the government of doing this um but is the COVID 19 crisis real yeah um, I think it is. I'm not. I'm not that far gone, <laughs> you know. But, <laughs> but not wearing my tinfoil hat on all the way. Yeah, it's, it's it's on the it's on the side. <laughs> yeah. Um, but just this idea of how much is it going to be hyped up to a point where we're saying yes, I want more. Take <clears throat> please take more of my freedom. Mm-hmm. You know, just a little bit more is fine. You can take a little bit more. And then by the time it's like, wait a second, this is wrong. We're in, you know, 1984, mm-hmm. um, the book. <laughs> Not the year, but the book. Right. So. Because 1984 was a great year. I was born in 1984. You mean 1984? 1984. That's what I said. You said 1884. I don't think so. I'll figure it out. I'll yeah. <laughs> I thought he said 1884. I'm like, wow, you look really good for your age. I do. Um, where'd you get a Pepsi at? I bought. Uh, so we were picking up stuff yesterday. Uh huh. Um, because I had to get some stuff for the house, and Mark is like, "Well, you go in and you do some shopping. I'm going to take the kids in and use the restroom." And so I, I come out. And I'm like, "I just got the essentials, and I got this 24 pack of Pepsi <laughs> right in the front." Nice. She's like, "Yeah, the essentials." <laughs> um, so let's, let's. I want you to put you in the position then. You are president of the United States, right? virus is going around mm-hmm. it's currently let's just say it's it's killing people you know we've got a let's say uh, 50,000 deaths mm-hmm. and it's rising you know uh, your staff and scientists think in the next um, two weeks we're looking at about uh, 150,000 deaths and it's going to be increasing more after that right you know we haven't found a cure yet I mean we're uh, we have people working on the clock trying to figure out what's going on mm-hmm. When do you enact martial law? Or do you just say, sorry, guys, like, is there a death? Is there a number for you? I don't think it's. So this is what I would do. 
I would get the governors together and say, look, guys, you need to crack down on your states. Mm-hmm. I don't want to imp- implement martial law and use the U.S. military to enact it. Because my whole thing is the, the federal government is for the federal boundaries. Right. Right. And so, to me, you start putting U.S. soldiers on U.S. soil, that is, that's, so what I would do is tell, okay, governors, Mm -hmm. you need to decide what you're going to do. On these hard-hit states, we're going to shut down your your borders. You know, get the National Guard out there, um, or your reservists, right, and you board up those those points of entry, mm-hmm. you know, cut off, completely cut off ourselves from the whole world. Right. Except for the essentials. Right. Um, and everything is two weeks out. Right. So it, it sits in there. It gets disinfected, everything that's coming into the U S and that's going to be really hard for us. Right. But those things are getting disinfected, you know, your stuff for your, your farmers, you know, the food and everything it's going in there. It's being completely disinfected and then it's being taken out to the the grocery stores. And then you would implement things like, okay, guys, um, say, uh, um, this is actually what they did back in the seventies the with the gas crisis. Um, if you had a certain number, you know, I think it's like, I can't, I can't remember if it was the license plate or your driver's license. I can't remember. Um, you got to go and get gas on, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, if it's odd, um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's what they would do. And that's when you could go and get those supplies, maybe something like that, you know, implement those things first and tell the, the governors, you need to be the ones taking care of this. We will be your support during this time. You need more medical supplies. We will get that. You need, you know. <clears throat> so it falls back on the state's responsibility, right? But if all the states fail to do that, let's just say more than half the U.S. decide they they cannot control their states. I think then the and and keeping people home to stop avoid contamination, um, and death tolls are rising. I don't see. I don't think it will get to that point. Well, I mean, I just want to say, I just, I want to know when will, like, for you, President Holcomb, yeah. when you will enact martial law? I, see, I don't know if I ever would. I Because that is... It's too much power. Yeah, really, I mean... He, <laughs> I mean, but yeah, but The think president of, becomes a dictator at that I know, point. I know, think of all the power, Jeremy. I know, I could do whatever I want. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, just the... It'd be to me. It's it's easy, mm-hmm. like to say, okay, well, yep, martial law. I mean, because it doesn't take much, right? Mm-hmm. Because we already see people. I mean, people are are upset that they're not doing it already. You know, and it's like, really, do you want to get to that point? Like, it's. It's easier to get into than to get out of. I mean, it could be just as easy to get out, right? The president just says, okay, all done. But what if you get a president in there that, oh, no, it's still. Let go. Yeah, so. Um, we have to be prepared for it to happen again. So a martial law for now until. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, so 
there is a movie, you know, the Highlander. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you ever seen the Highlander two? There can only be one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you seen Highlander two? Y- yes. Okay. So is that I, one Sean Connery dies, right? No, Sean Connery spoiler dies in the first one. Oh, he comes back in the second. That's one. right. Um, but it's if you talk to someone that likes Highlander, it's the worst movie in the world. It, I I really like it because I think it's just a fun like dumb movie to watch. <laughs> kind of like the Highlander. Um, but it throws out all like the mythos of the first movie. Uh, anyways, so in that movie, the kind of the 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 B plot of it is Connor McCloud and this other guy, the the ozone layer is being depleted, right? It's during that time when the ozone layer was being destroyed and people are like, oh, it's the worst thing that's going to happen in the world, just like the virus. Um, and so they create a, a worldwide dome that keep that's basically an ozone layer. And the whole point of it is the corporation that runs it, the ozone layer has fixed itself. And it's been like that w- way for a while or a little while. Mm-hmm. And they just have never told anyone. So to me, that that becomes so easy, right? We rely on the government and then it becomes, oh, well, that's, it's, a, it's the same thing in WALL-E. If you ever watch WALL-E, mm-hmm. that, that's the ship, right? And then it becomes, well, the government will take care of us. So... Mm-hmm. Um. Well, okay. There's mass rights in the streets. Buildings being burned down. See, I think that that becomes the. It's spread across the United States. Okay, so that states can't do anything. The National Guard isn't working. Well, that's where you start really making the decision to do it. But I would be very <clears throat> cautious in doing it, mm-hmm. and being still being a support system for the the governors. Two million people have died. No fires, no riots. There's just the virus is killing two million people. I would have already done all what I said. Like, spoke, spoke with your governors. Yeah, the govern like getting the governors into it to stop that. If they're not following our stay-at-home orders, Jer. Well, like, I, what what do you want? It to, well, that's why I'm saying it. the governors have to decide on those things mm-hmm. if they want to implement martial law on their level, mm-hmm. but only in their state. Like if you're getting California, right? So uh, speaking about that, so we've got National Guard in grocery stores right now, like Havasu. Um, I think there's some in Phoenix right now, from what I was being told. Is that okay? Well, I think some of that they're actually helping. It's not just they're there to you know what they're they're not there with their M six M sixteens and force, yeah. And they're just sitting there going two bags, <laughs> like. Two things of eggs. You know, they're not just doing that, right? <laughs> Bacon. <laughs> you <Yeah>. don't need that. <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I went to I went to have it oops. I went to have a sue on Monday and went to Walmart. And I walked in and yeah, there's thing no toilet paper. Um and there was other places that didn't have much, but they were restocking mm-hmm. and eggs was two you know, two boxes a person. Um, and so we got what we needed, you know, it wasn't, we got, we got basically what we would always get. And then like a little bit more canned foods than we normally would, just because I knew I had already heard that this stay at home order. So I'm like, I told Marika, we can have smaller main courses and then have extra, um, side dishes. You know, we can do that. 
Um, and then any leftovers, we can eat them for the next day. That way we can extend, you know, our food, which is two weeks. We could probably extend it to three, four weeks if we needed to. But um, there was nothing. There was no, no one was fighting. No one was doing anything. Um, one guy, he walked up there with like 20 packages of hot dogs. And they told him, you're only allowed two. Um, and he kind of flipped out on them. But there was nothing. I mean, if it if it got violent, I was standing right there. Um, I would have stepped in. But the guy was just pissed, you know, mm-hmm. that he couldn't get more. And but he t- he did it. He you know, and so mm-hmm. I think that with the National Guard isn't at that point yet. Or, you know, they're they're there with their guns. Do you think that says a bad image, though? I think it's a, a really bad image. I want, As soon as you do that, you're telling people, yeah, it's bad. Right? Um, I mean, it's, to me, that's telling me this is a lot worse than what we think. Right. When the military is getting involved. Right. You know, it's just like any movie. Like, oh, the military is going on the street. What's going on? Well, you see that, like, people are taking pictures of, like, tanks being transported. They're like, oh, my gosh, you see what's happening? It's like, hey, dude, <laughs> they transport tanks. I mean, that that's part of the military. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they have to transport them somehow. Right. Well, we, we did, uh, <clears throat> we would have to do training. We'd have to be in a convoy of Humvees. And we'd drive through Phoenix to our locate, to our training site. And uh, people would freak out. It's the military. They're martial law. It's like, no, no, man. We're just we're just going over here to do a training exercise. Right. Like, it's this nice open desert, you know, or we're going to, at the time it was like Florence. There's like a little military setup there mm-hmm. where they've got ranges and stuff. So we'd go out there and do our shooting range. But um, people would, martial law. It's like, no, we're just going to the firing range. Right. You know. So well, I understand, they, but they did that with um, President Obama. Um, they, I think the they were doing war games, and it was called Operation Jade or something like that. Mm-hmm. And people were saying, "Oh, he's gonna. This is just the beginning of martial law, and he's gonna stay a president. You know, he's gonna keep himself as president." It's like no, that was like planned for like years or something like that. They were playing this huge war game. It just happened to fall under President Obama at the end of his term. Mm-hmm. And it's like it is. Once you get the military involved, everyone loses their crap. I mean, so I think I think that's why you you implement these other things first. You say, hey, you know, it's getting bad. Um, so you as a citizen need to take this more seriously. Um, and I think. So do you think the. A misdemeanor for being outside your house unnecessarily is a good direction to go. Yeah, I think that say you have a you do that to the local cops. You tell them, hey guys, you see someone outside, just pull over real fast and say, hey, you know, there's a quarantine in effect. You need to get home. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I think that for the majority of people will be all that you need. It's after work hours. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you have the work hours, and it's like okay, there's a cur- you know curfew is now nine o'clock. You know, people after nine, hey, get home. You know, teenagers, eight o'clock, you got to be home. Or even if you want to take it a little further, um, you have your, you say, okay, all all businesses, right? You give, I mean, this gets more Orwellian too, but you get a certificate or you have your print off from your 
your um your work mm-hmm. that says here are my hours and so when you're driving down say and it's after curfew a cop pulls you over you go, this is my my id and this is my work schedule and that's why I'm, you know i'm that's why i'm after curfew but if you're just walking around like <laughs> here in courtside people are just still walking around right um and They're like oh that started last week yeah oh. yeah um and so that's what i'm saying is you start there mm-hmm. and only when it becomes like i mean you're talking about people going out like and just being like now nah, screw that and just rioting i don't think nationwide that would happen unless it got to a point where there's nothing you know which it could happen mm-hmm. okay no I, I i agree with you <clears throat> um so martial law when there's a complete collapse of all majority of the states right and i think that that has to get to a point where it's like say say california right or arizona i mean it doesn't really matter but california they're still accepting you know they don't implement these these things and then so what i would do is okay any ports right everything that goes through that port quarantine for two weeks disinfected everything right and then it's tested before it goes out mm-hmm. if it comes out negative right it goes out if it comes out positive no it stays quarantined right let's say california's like no forget that <laughs> we need supplies we need now okay now you have that that's where the military should be right on the ports they should be conducting all that right it should be border p- patrol but um or, or um, coast guard um yeah they should probably we do found a there. purpose for the coasties yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but um yeah so they should be doing that anyway that's federal government anyway so they right. should be doing that um but let's say uh the national guard they're just letting people through it's like at that point, it's like, okay, now the military is going to do your borders mm-hmm. because apparently you're, you're a jerk and you don't want to do it, right? So I think that's like, but to me, the federal government should take a step back and say, okay, we're going to be a support system for our states. States, use the National Guard, use your reservists. Um, you guys do that. Um, and then if it gets even worse, if, <coughs> if there's rioters, right? then we can come in. Mm-hmm. But we're here to make sure the supply chains are continue. We want to make sure that we're getting our food, our water, all the necessities to the people as fast as possible. You do that odd days you know, or you do certain days, odd numbers, certain days, even numbers, you do stuff like that. So you don't have a mass of people, you know, um, and you say, okay, if you're in this age bracket, you come out at this time, right? So if you're 65 and older, you come out in the mornings. We'll have it open from 5 to 10. That's when you come out. That way you're not being exposed to the younger generation where they might carry it and be fine, but it might affect you, right? Mm-hmm. But older gener- <coughs> uh, younger generations, say 18 to 45, you can come out uh, between... Oh my gosh, you dying over there? Yeah. <coughs> you know, that's how it starts. It's the COVID. Yeah, it starts in your chest. <coughs> Just cover the music. Um, so, yeah, you know what I'm saying? 
So to me, there's a lot of things that you do prior to saying martial law. Right. Because um, I, I really, I know, I know someday it's going to happen. Like this is a personal belief. I know someday it's going to happen. Um, because that's that's my belief. You know, it's a that's a religious belief. Um, but how many countries have have had to do things like this throughout all of history? So. They don't call it martial law. You know, right. Is putting down the peasants. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, and I think once you get to martial law, you give the people that are looking for a fight the opportunity. You know, so now those those people that have been storing up ammo and connecting with each other and, you know, they talk about like, I've seen the meme where it's like, um um China has two men two two million man army and then it shows on the other side there was you know it shows like three states and and there's more hunting licenses in these three states than that <laughs> army right <laughs> right um and so you have people that I don't think would just be like yeah martial law martial law is good I think now you've you've thrown blood in the water, mm-hmm. and if you're not careful, that you're going to have a civil war on your hands at that point, and that's and that's another. Yeah, you're going to be creating two issues that right. not just whatever caused it. But now you're creating up another one, right? Um, I was going to bring up a another situation for you. Um. Do you think behind the scenes, the U.S. government knows something about it that we don't? And that, they better. But, I, mean, they, I mean, they better know more <laughs> than we do because. Right. Uh, but for them to enact martial law, like the death toll numbers, like mm-hmm. do you think it's between a hundred to hundred twenty-four thousand? But let's just—I'm not saying this no, current no, one. Yeah. But I'm not just going to say like let's just say COVID thirty-five, and the actual like we think there's probably like a death toll of fifty thousand. But in reality, we're looking at five hundred thousand. You know, they're what, not gonna they're not gonna tell us the numbers, but they're gonna tell us that hey, it's really bad martial law. See, if they if they were gonna do something like that, they better be one hundred percent transparent. They better be like, okay, everyone, we're gonna give it to you straight. There are five hundred thousand deaths, and it's rising, and it's rising, and it's rising quickly, right? Um, I mean, in the last two weeks, it went from under a thousand to I think we're over two thousand now. So if they're like, yeah, it, there's it's five hundred thousand and it's rising quick, and we're projecting two million deaths. Um, if it gets to a million, we're you know we're going to implement all these things, right? Same things I've been talking about. We're going to implement all these things. If it keeps rising, we're looking at a possibility where we'll have to do martial law. We don't want that to happen. This is what you need to do right now to be a part of this to slow this stuff down. But if we hit a million deaths and there's looting and there's rioting we'll have to enact martial law no one wants that and but we're going to be as honest with you as possible because if you're not let's say this um let's say that they're not honest and they just do martial law automatically people are going to be like they they just did this whole thing just to get us Mm -hmm. just to get martial law just to suspend the constitution 
instead of being open and honest and saying, look, this is the reality. Um, and this isn't coming from the, because you have, you have the one on the one side, right? You have the, the media that is anti the current administration. Um, and so that's a part of why people don't believe what's going on. It's because they don't believe them. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you have both sides telling you, no, this is the reality, I think more people would accept it. Um, if, if like Trump comes out and says, no, look, it's, it's bad. And only in a perfect world will that happen. Yeah, it would. Well, will there be complete transparency? Yeah. But yeah, you know, um, now living where we're at, where we're at and even if in a big city, what are you most terrified of with this virus? I don't know if I'm, it's not so much being terrified. Um, I'm concerned with the idea of, um, well, obviously like people I know, um, I know a couple of people that have symptoms. They're not here. They actually got it when they went home. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Um, sure stayed. Yeah. Um, and I know people like, uh, that need help in town. And so like getting them food and what they need. Um, so stuff like that, knowing people and knowing them that have died of the virus. And so my, my concern is more of the government and what they're doing on their side, um, which would lead us to, to losing rights, mm -hmm. you know, um, because I don't want to sound callous in any of this, but people die, mm -hmm. you know, and that's a part of life. Um, do we want to keep people from dying? Oh yeah. You know, you don't want people to die. Um, and in fact, that's why for us, like, um, I tell people when they get sick, go to the doctor, you know, I'll pray for your healing, but you also need to go to a doctor. I mean, it's, it's not being dumb. You know, God gives us access to medicine, you know, so why not use it? Mm -hmm. if he heals that's why I always when I pray it's always God if he'll miraculous miraculously in a way that people that the doctors know so they can know you right but if not <clears throat> just, just heal this person and use it as an opportunity for them to share their faith mm -hmm. um, and so so to me and most Christians I run into have this assurance especially the older ones are like hey you know if I go I go um, the younger ones are, are less like that because they haven't like the reality is we in our generation have never faced something like this, right? We had the war on terror, but I mean, 3000 P 3000 plus well, it wasn't at our doorstep. Right. I mean, nine yeah. 11 was yes, but it, Everything then it's, it stopped after that. And then, right. You know, we didn't have a defining like. And that when people said we will never forget, right? The reason why the generation of World War II never forgot Pearl Harbor is because they went to war. Mm. Our nation went to war. After 9-11, people went to war, but it was only, you know, less than 4,000 soldiers gave their lives. I mean, that's a lot. I'm not trying to downplay that. But not in the sense of a World War II, right, where you're literally hundreds of thousands of people died. Um, and so it, it's not the same. 
we we don't have that and that generation also had the great depression you know um, right before that they had the spanish flu right um they had measles i mean they had all these different things that they walked through and those are the older people and that's why i think like these older people that are still out there they're like i've done this i've lived through things like this but the younger generation even i mean the closest ones that you could do is the vietnam generation right that they graduated went to war and died they never came back right and so that generation understands this but I don't even think to the full extent, just be I, the ones that experienced the war do, mm-hmm. but the ones that didn't, didn't, you know, like it, because it, that's to me where our nation divided was the Vietnam war during that time. Um, and I think we've always been divided like that and we've become more secure, like secure or more babied since then. Um, because the Vietnam was such a horrific media in the media, it was so horrific. Um, but our generation has not faced something like that, not on the same level. You have people that have, right? Like you've, you've gone into, um, battle situations. Um, but that's, that's the exception to the rule, not the rule. Mm -hmm. And so a part of this whole thing is more of people getting, worked up about trying to control everything and the reality is is what would happen if we didn't do anything we would have a lot of deaths and that would be bad right but people would get immune to it natural immunity in fact that i've read articles where they're like how there might be a countless amount of people that have had it are immune to it now and they're fine you know um so what I mean, that's what we did with the, you know, measles for the longest time. I don't know we got a vaccine for that, but, you know, that's just a part of it. Chicken pox, you know, and, and these things aren't on the scale. I'm not saying they are, but just that understanding of we face, the world has faced these things before. Bubonic plague, right? Um, this isn't the first time. Yeah, and it won't be the last time. And so just this idea that I think our... The world, I, I'm, I, it's bad. You know, don't get me wrong. I understand how bad it is like in Italy, right? Um, and so, I mean, there's just this this understanding that the, it is bad. But we can't, we can't get into this mindset that we can stop everything. And to give up everything just for a, a, a glimmer of hope of, quelling this one thing I think is is you're betting too much yeah you you're I forget the word not idealistic but naive I think it's naive mm-hmm. you know I think we should do everything that we can right and I wouldn't mind some of these implementations of things as we as we do it but once we cross the line we've crossed the line and it becomes easier the next time to do it. Especially like, let's say it works. What if the next time something happens and start, it looks like it's gonna go that way and the government's like, you know what? Let's nip this in the bud. It worked last time. It worked last time when we did this. Bam, martial law. And we're like that and it's like, oh yeah, we're used to this. And we become more and more used to it. 
And it becomes so often that we're just like, why don't we just keep it like this? Everything's fine. I don't have to worry about my neighbor stealing from me or anything like that because I got martial law. Mm-hmm. So Interesting. Yeah. So. The mind of Jeremiah. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts? Like, you're president. What do you do? Because you have a different, like, perspective because you've actually <coughs> been in the military. So you have a different... Excuse me. Oh, man. Stay six feet away, please. Yeah, I know, right? <coughs> actually, we're probably good from where we're at. Pretty good. <coughs> uh, but a My cough, though, three. is still detrimental. You're not going to... spewing it out. Um... If I was president and something happened, uh, like like what we're going through right now, um, I would see what's going on with all the states, just like you said. Um, but if I don't see a decrease in numbers, to me, numbers will will tell me, hey, like, you know, this the states are working, the states aren't going to be working you know, are not doing their job. Mm-hmm. And if the numbers are looking like and it's projected to increase, then I think I would step in and say, all right, states, apparently you guys aren't doing your job because it's still rising. And um, regardless of whether or not there's riots and stuff in the streets, because the states are still allowing the people to make contact with each other and they're not doing full enforcement of, you know, their their full capacity to go ahead and maintain um, either social distancing or or the uh, stay-at-home orders or however, you know, it mm-hmm. goes. So then at, projected, if the numbers seem like it's going to be increasing and we're still getting a lot of deaths, then I'd be like, all right, martial law is going in. Mm-hmm. That That's just me. Just to really prevent more deaths to happen. And I know it's... When, when you're getting to 200,000... You know, I have, when you hit five hundred thousand, half a million people have died in the U.S. because of COVID nineteen. Let's just say, mm-hmm. not nothing like that hasn't happened yet. Dear right. God, I hope, I hope not. Um, but if it hits five hundred thousand and it's still looking to project even further, the states have not done their job properly. Right. And you know, even talking to the states, you know, you guys got to work on. You know, it's too late for that now. Mm-hmm. You know, if five hundred thousand people have died within a few months. You know, talking to them for a little bit is not going to change things. And then all of a sudden, like, I, I don't know, it, it's not going to be like a turnaround. Um, so I think something drastic needs to change. Because if a few months, 500,000, a few months later, we're going to be looking at a million people. Yeah. You know, so that's just me. Um, so my, my staff would be able to tell me whether or not how things are looking. Right. So if things are looking grim, yeah. And it wouldn't be, it would be to enforce um, curfew and large crowds and such, you know. Right. That's just me. But that's only if we're having people dying in the streets. Like it's... right. Because one of the, and I asked you, you know, what's your greatest fear during this whole thing? And my biggest thing is, you know, our hospital situation. 
especially out here. Mm-hmm. You know, because what's our closest hospitals? Blythe, Parker, right? You know, like Havasu. They don't have very big emergency rooms. They don't have all the necessary equipment to go ahead and handle something big to happen. So, if something happened, you were running for kids, for instance, and the hospitals filled up with COVID nineteen patients. How are they going to get treatment? Right. You know. Well, we're already seeing that. Right, we are already seeing yeah. that in some of the bigger cities. Um, and that's my biggest thing is if you have to go up for something else besides the virus, cause you don't have it mm-hmm. or you're going to go over to the hospital and possibly get infected yourself because now you're going to a location where all the infected people are going. Right. You know, it's almost the, the places where we need help at are we can no longer go to. Right. Yeah. And that, that's, I, I to me, to me, that's what I'm scared of is when I don't have the ability to go to the hospital because of something serious happening. Right. You know, and that's bad for me because you know I've got a history of asthma. Right. So if something happened to me, can I get the treatment at the hospital I need? Right. Oh, I probably can't because I've got thirty, forty, fifty, hundred people in front of me. Then I'm going to die in line. <laughs> you know. Well, what's that famous line from? Um, the Christmas Carol. You're going to die, better better get on to it. Something like that. <laughs> what was that from? A Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol. And decrease the sur- the surplus population. I'll look it up. Um, I want to put I want to put the numbers in perspective right now. Um, oh, are the current deaths? Yeah. So currently, now this might be old, but. This is January 1st to March 25th, okay? Coronavirus deaths, 21,297. Okay, this comes from worldmeters.info, okay? It says, coronavirus deaths, 21,297. Yeah, 297. Um, deaths by seasonal flu, 113,034. So this is all in the same time period. So it's not like, you know, taking a chunk and saying, okay, during this chunk, say a year, right? Mm -hmm. The last year, here's all the flu. No, this is that same about three months. So that's that's a huge thing. So just the seasonal flu has killed almost 100,000 more people, okay? Malaria, 228,000. Was that at the time? This is in that, that time yeah. period. Yeah. So, so in, this we're looking last, at in this last three months. Three months. Yeah. January to March. Yeah. So 228. <laughs> suicides, 249. Uh, traffic fatalities, uh, 313,000. These are all thousands. Well, I would... You know, okay, yeah. Death. For those, I would more focus on the medical ones. Okay, so we yeah. could do that. Um, AIDS, 390. Mm-hmm. Um, cancer, 1,000,000. 1.9 million. Okay. Um, and then that, I mean, there's other ones that are higher. Um, so, but just so put that in perspective in three months, 21,000 people died of the coronavirus. Another hundred and well, almost. A, so it's about 90,000, 90,000 more died from the flu. And you're doubling that to 200 and it's almost it's a 200,000 difference between coronavirus and malaria right and then from malaria to 
AIDS, you're talking about almost a 200, another 200,000 increase. Mm -hmm. And from AIDS to cancer, 1.9 million. I mean, so I'm just saying, I'm not taking it down, but if we did this every year for the seasonal flu, mm -hmm. you know, cause that, that's going to give us over, you know, in this time period, that probably will be over 300,000 just for the flu. Right. Well, you I know. think what's, what's making the coronavirus so, so much more dangerous than these other ones is yes, the time, you know, I think, but we don't have a cure yet. Right. Or a vaccine yet, so, and it's it's being spread more and more and more. We're seeing a bigger increase in spreading, and no sign yet of a possible vaccine. Right. So. Well, yeah, there's there's signs. Oh, have they been? Yeah, have, they, have, they've already, been. I haven't seen I, any articles yet about it. Um, so I read that um, that they. Um, that they've started testing on humans. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, and they have like a malaria drug that is promising. Um, one, I saw one that said there's a HIV um, treatment that's promising um, to combat the, this thing. I don't know if I would want to take, do an HIV. Maybe there. Um, just died. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. Um, here's I'll, that quote. Just take a chance. Yeah, um, talking about they're talking about the the workhouses and things and the prisons. It says um, the those who are badly off must go there, and then the reply is many can't go there, and many would rather die. And then Scrooge says, if they would rather die, they had better do it and decrease the surplus population. <laughs> so, um, but to to the idea of. Um, you know the 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 government doing things. Mm -hmm. um, so this this one is um, this. What is it? It is a Saint Paul City Council. Okay, so this is just a city council, right? They are without because of this whole thing that's going on right now. They are voting on a ban, or they call it a prohibition of conversion therapy directed to my, minors. So basically, so this has nothing to do with the coronavirus, except for there are governments that are implementing ordinances without public discord because they're using the excuse of these things can be done and everyone stay at home. Really? Yeah. So I, I have a problem with that. You know, and this just happens to be something dealing with homosexuality, but that's neither here nor there. I'm just, they're specifically doing it now because they're saying it needs to be done and we can't have public discord because of the COVID-19. So. But. Can I change the subject? Yes. Okay, here's my other, the other thing. So the first thing that we talked about that got us on this whole thing was um, the 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 pastor being arrested, right? Mm. Okay, here's the second thing, and this is what I I have a problem with, and this is why I think the government is 
is that whole thing with the passer, I think is even worse than, than just, um, than just being something where, oh, it's a passer getting, um, arrested. Like it's one thing that the passer got arrested. Okay. If that's by itself, I think it's a problem, but it's not like a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. The coupled with this, I think it becomes even bigger. And I, I, I see uh, a problem and this just might be the conspiratorial in me, um, or the fact of my religious beliefs, right. That, um, where I think the world's going. So this was, and this is being actually talked on, on several different places, but on March 27th, this year, March 27th, um, listen to this New York opinion headline. Okay. The religious rights hostility to science is crippling our coronavirus response. Okay. Let me say it again. The religious rights hostility to science is crippling our coronavirus response. If you read the article, that's by this, um, Catherine Stewart. Um, she basically says because, um, the religious support Donald Trump and because, and then she says they're anti-science. Like she makes this case that the religious people are anti-science. It's like it's impeding us from finding a vaccine or something. So we just have to stop religious freedoms. Right. So this idea that basically she's saying the reason why it's so bad isn't because of China. It isn't because of any, uh, well, of any group. It's except for the Christians. Well, if you're religious, if our religious freedom is stopping you from finding a vaccine, then you are doing something very unethical. Right. To get a vaccine. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that must be some very unethical work you're doing. Well, she doesn't just say that, but just the whole President Trump's approach to the coronavirus is impeded by the religious. Trump's approach? Yeah. So I think that Trump can do better if we didn't have religious freedoms. Well, if... if we didn't, <laughs> or if, if he didn't listen to the religious people, oh. if we just cut them out, <clears throat> we could do this better because then we're just science and not fairy tales is the well, idea here. You know, Christianity backs up science, so, or science backs up Christianity, which, how's it go? Yeah. Science backs up Christianity. Yeah. Yeah. So I but, mean, we could spend a whole podcast just on <coughs> how science proves Christianity. But I'm gonna yeah. die. You are. Wouldn't be a statistic. Yep. Oh man, I'm just clearing my throat. Really? Yeah, sure. Um. Well, oh, great. Oh, did you hear about the my pillow guy? I I saw a little bit about it, but not much. Yeah, he's already getting flack, big flack for being up there. Yeah. You know, and it's like. No one cares if he's a the my pillow guy. It's well, he got up there to talk about when he he went on a tangent and talked about God and stuff like that, which is fine. But the main purpose was he was going to start changing his mm-hmm. uh, places to do masks, right? Yeah, instead, which is fantastic. But they everybody was so focused on it's the my pillow guy. Trump brought the my pillow guy out there. You know, like, what is this supposed to do? It's like, did you guys not read the thing, what the guy's going to be doing? Yeah. That's a very big thing. Like, 
he's going to be losing or maybe gaining. I don't know how. It's it's, about, it's a great market right now, actually. Face yeah. masks, you know. Well, the federal government's buying them. Oh, I mean, you guys should take that offer too. Anybody yeah. else, you know? But uh, yeah, I, you know, it it really it really pissed me off actually seeing how many people were bashing on him, mm-hmm. and yet he's doing his he's going to be he's changing up his company, right? To save and help the people of the United States, right? You know. So I don't. That was quite interesting to read and watch. When you get a chance after this, you should take a look at it. Yeah, yeah. I saw some articles. I just didn't read it. <laughs> oh look, there's an article. All right, next one. Oh, there's I, an article. <laughs> I, I have to read everything. No, I know. But yeah, I just I just have a. It's. This isn't new you know mm-hmm. um but to me it's just it's both it's the same thing happening within a couple of days of of each other mm-hmm. you know the pastor getting arrested and someone writing a an op-ed for the new york times that says it's a religious people's fault that we're in the predicament we're in and um yeah so Religious people always are the the scapegoats. So, but yeah. Oh well, you want to? Yeah. Do you want to close it this time? No. <laughs> did you close it last time? I don't know what I did. Who? I opened it. Oh, did you? Yeah. But I, that was I, awkward. I, it was awkward. <laughs> For the, how many episodes have we done? Twenty-seven. No, we're this will be thirty one. Really? This is episode thirty one. We should do something for our fiftieth episode. Yeah, we'll never get yeah, there. No, <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. Um, when when I move into the new office, I'd like to get some new stuff. Mm-hmm. So, because you want to do like video as well, so I, I think I know how to do it. Oh, really? Yeah, I actually went online to figure it out mm-hmm. uh, today, but yeah, they were all sold out. They they were all sold out. Yeah, like the thing I wanted to get, they were sold out of. It's the COVID nineteen. We're yeah. all stuck in our houses. No. Everybody, do your podcasts. You know what though? Um, there there's been a huge increase in just people yeah, making. Well, I mean, just churches. Like I was going to get the the stuff for the church so we could do live streaming better. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the, everything sold out because a lot of people are are doing that. Wow. Yeah. So, hmm. but. That's just the way it is. <laughs> All right. So nothing else, though? No. That's All right. It. Cool. All right. Well, hey, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you guys enjoyed this video, hit the like button. And subscribe if you guys want to see more. And if you guys want to be updated on when a new video gets posted, go ahead and hit the bell. And you guys will be notified when we upload a video online. Um, if you guys listen to on to other platforms like Spotify and where else do we have a podcast at? Uh, Apple, iTunes. Apple, iTunes, anywhere Android. else. You know, do what you guys got to do to go ahead and uh, like our podcast. We greatly appreciate it. And if you guys have any questions, feel free to go ahead and leave a comment below the video. And share. Share these things. Yes, please share as much as possible because we we like you guys' inputs. We like questions. Um, and uh, we just hope you guys enjoy these videos and our discussion. But anyways... Hope you guys liked the video, and we'll see you guys in the next podcast. Take care. All right. Bye-bye.